Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily. And today we are going to talk about board games where eating is actually a thing that you do, like inside the game. So these aren't necessarily games about food, but these are games about other things that have an element of consuming food in them. Yeah, it's because, you know, well, we kind of have to do that. If you're gonna, Everybody has to do that. If you're going to create a sort of a little miniature world that With you people? can believe in, mm-hmm. where, those, where people actually exist, and where you're going to take on a role and pursue a goal of some kind, then at, at least off camera, we know you're going to be eating at some point. Mm-hmm. And some games put that center stage. Um, Dead of Winter, for example. Dead of Winter is this ginormous, terrifying zombie apocalypse game where you are playing as a sort of like band of survivors holed up in some warehouse somewhere um, and there's there's a lot of stuff going on in Dead of Winter but one of the things that there is going on is that you know you have like eight people in your crew and then you're around you have to feed them you know and you can like go around you can collect food you can feed them that's great and they're happy but what's hilarious and devastating and something that I didn't actually realize the first several times I played Dead of Winter Mm -hmm. is that if you fail to feed people not only will you lose morale which is one of the sort of like scales where if it reaches zero you die Um, so you'll if you if you your people go hungry you lose morale but you also get these like starvation token yeah these like ominous looking like empty cans of sardines (laughs) that go stick in the pile and basically what those do is that your your people remember that one time you let them starve and you lose a morale every round henceforth yeah starving is real bad in dead of winter it's a serious problem. Yeah, it's horrifying and very human, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a very, like, human reaction to going hungry. Like, you're never going to forget about it. And it also gives rise to these wonderful zombie apocalypse, walking dead type moments where somebody might run into some survivors out there in the world, say, oh, cool, more people can join the colony. And other people say, no, we've got too many mouths to feed. Don't take them home. Leave them. It's having to manage food is a really important element of that game despite the fact that there's a zombie apocalypse going on you're still worrying about food yeah priorities right Um, almost as terrifying is having to be a subsistence farmer in medieval Europe Um, (laughs) we've talked about Agricola on this show before and yeah it's really hard to not starve to death in this game well, actually, it isn't. That's not true. You can just go begging, and you automatically don't starve. But when you beg, you, your score is tanked, and you can basically forget this game. Aww. Yeah, that's you, you've had enough. And on the one hand, yeah, sure, you need to have babies so you can add more people to your farm so that you can do more things. On the other hand, mouths to feed. You know, it's, it's, it's actually a viable approach sometimes in this game just not to reproduce. That's so sad. It really like, is. So many so sad grim. games. So many, yeah, grim is a good word for it. Just like, I'm just imagining both in Dead of Winter and in Agricola, just these, like, these people, <laughs> like, hold up with, like, you know, a can of beans or, like, half an ear of corn in Agricola, you know, making it, like, you or know, it's like, okay, accurate. so we could uh, keep enough sheep to be able to breed them and get some wool this turn, or we could cook them and eat them. And, um, yeah, that's... Yeah. So Agricola is really grim that way. And frankly, neither of these two games really give you a chance to actually savor your food, which is why my favorite game about food is, well, it's not actually about food. It's a game that involves food, is Takedo. Have you ever played Takedo? 
No, but I've heard really great things about it. I've heard it described as the game of competitive who can have the nicest day. It's competitive nice day having. You're on the pilgrimage from Kyoto to the capital city of Edo. Along the way, you're scoring points for taking in gorgeous scenery, for making friends, bathing in soothing hot springs, buying souvenirs. All these things give you points. And uh, at the end, it's not necessarily the player who gets to the capital first who wins. It's the player who had the most fulfilling journey. It's the journey, not the destiny. It really is. And uh, and food is obviously part of that, because uh, you're going to have to stop three times over the course of the game at inns. And uh, at that inn, there's going to be a little pile of cards, one for each player plus one extra. And the first person to arrive looks at all these, that's what's on the menu. You decide which of these things you want to eat, and you put it there, and you pay for your meal, and you get your six points. They're always worth six points every time. If you don't have enough money to be able to buy a meal, then you don't get your six points, and you feel very sad. But um, the more expensive food is just more expensive, which means if you get to the... If you get to the inn late, it's probably only the expensive stuff that's still going to be left, which means you might not be able to afford to eat. But here's the thing, though, that even that is tempered with some enjoyment, because when you get to the very end of the game, everybody's going to add up the total cost of all the meals that they ate over the course of their journey. And the player who had the most expensive food gets a three-point bonus. Because they had the the highest quality food, the most wonderful experience. The fanciest meal. Exactly. I call it the foodie award. And uh, you can even buy souvenirs of like preserved food that you can actually take home with you. You can buy clothing and handheld objects and religious items. And you can also buy food. And I think what it is that to me ultimately sets this as being about appreciation mm-hmm. more than simply optimization is that you're not allowed to eat exactly the same meal twice over the course of your travels. You're here for the experience. <laughs> and Takaida is just so good. <laughs> That sounds so nice. That is so different from all of these games. There's like food as fuel, food as a resource that you must optimize and make sure you don't run out of, otherwise your people will get mad at you. Or like we were talking about on Monday, food as just a decoration Mm -hmm. that's over top of the rest of this thing. Takedo is really about appreciating it. Let's see what else have we got. There's tempura. Tempura is uh, a game about cats trying to not get sick from eating too much. It's okay. Okay. So it's kind of a blend of both. I think you know it has. <laughs> the idea of these, you know, these cats enjoying themselves, but also the risk of getting sick. Okay, you want to be gluttonous, but not too gluttonous. Yeah, like is what we're a doing. Nice it's a even, risk management game. Yeah, push your risk, luck, yeah, push your, push your luck with the tempura and try not to get sick. Uh, my favorite fact about tempura, which is the only fact I know about tempura, which um, our friend <laughs> David told us yesterday, is that in French, tempura is called what shot be? So like what cat? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love a bad pun. Now, these a lot of these games sound very involved and very complex. I mean, Agricola is a challenging game. Dead of Winter is super involved. Takaido is a bit easier. Mm-hmm. But not all games about eating. I can think of at least one game about eating that is actually for younger kids, and that's Ready, Set, Spaghetti. You ever seen this one? Yeah, that's the one with like the like big knots of yarn in the middle that you're just trying to wind up on your forks, isn't it? Right, right. You've got your plastic forks, which you physically turn, and it causes the yarn to wind up around there, like uh, the way you wind spaghetti strands around your fork. And you're just trying to race to wind your spaghetti up the fastest. Which, I mean, okay, that's, uh, generally speaking, when I'm eating spaghetti, I'm not in a race with uh, my opponents, but it does actually capture an element of the physical experience of eating, which is interesting and daring, and I wish more games would do that. When I'm eating spaghetti, I'm in a race against myself because the faster I wind spaghetti on my fork, the faster I get spaghetti in my mouth. Okay. So I can okay. see the appeal. I can see the skill being okay. taught here. You know? It's, it's, I, I, I respect that. Yeah, you can sort of get more involved there. But 
obviously, in order for us to be able to, uh, to, to, ha- to have these experiences of eating food, whether it's for survival or for pleasure, uh, the food has to come to exist in the first place. And so on Friday, we're going to talk about that part. And also all the other stuff you can do with food. You can throw it at each other. That's exciting. Mm-hmm.